The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching. This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is... Hi, I'm Rob. I've worked in Key Stage 1 and Key Stage 2 in village schools and in Milton Keynes. And I'm Nicola, and I've taught Key Stage 2 from Year 3 all the way to Year 6 for quite a few years now. And I've also taught at university, inspiring future teachers to do the best they can in education. And we're very pleased to have you, our listener, with us as we explore personal, social, health and emotional education with our original story, Exploring the Water Cycle. So, for all the fun and effectiveness of story-led learning, let's don our finest hats, sprinkle some fairy dust, and hang tight to our magic carpet as we dive into this week's story. Drip, drop, and plop are the best of friends, spending all day, every day, dancing and playing together in the cloud they call home. That's right, they're water droplets. But their cloud has been getting steadily overcrowded, and as it floats across the land of Montana, USA, a disaster strikes which could part the three friends forever. Their cloud was just trying to pass over a tall mountain when... It burst! There had been just too many water droplets inside, and now the cloud was dropping them all down towards the mountain. Drip, drop and plop fell too. They didn't want to lose each other, so they desperately tried to hold on to one another. But as they fell faster and faster, it got harder and harder to keep their grips on each other. Then, splash! The trio hit the very top of the mountain. The rocky tip poked between them, causing each droplet to tumble in a different direction. Drip rolled down one side, bouncing over boulders and hurtling round rocks. He couldn't control where he was going anymore. He was just falling, tumbling, careering. Drip, drop, plop. When will he stop? And if you and your young learners want to find out where drip stops and where drop and plop stop too, you can download our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for drip, drop, plop. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you sign up as an epic educator, you'll also get a copy as a paperback illustrated by Corky Paul's cracking protégé, Mario Coelho, as well as the full audiobook for you to download at any time. Right now, though, let's begin our discussion with Rob and Nicola here by asking, folks, did you find this a fun story to pour over? <laughs> Brilliant. Love the pun. <laughs> yes. Have to I've... have to excel myself when Rob's on the show. <laughs> that was very good. Rob, you've got a lot to live up to. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Twists and turns in the tale. Um, really interesting, um, different things happening that you didn't expect. I love the fact that it told the story of the three different raindrops, because at first I was thinking it was just one raindrop, but actually realised then it, it was three. And yeah, <laughs> it was it was fantastic. And it, there's so much learning that can come from this. It's one of those stories that I was reading thinking, wow. 
that is so educational but also so well written yeah absolutely loved it oh we'll have to do original stories more often <laughs> definitely <laughs> how about you rob yeah i enjoyed the splashiness of it and uh, <laughs> I, I read it with my key stage two hats on to start off with i was like wow this is perfect for key mm. stage two but as i read further on i was like okay yeah i can see some key stage one learning happening here as well it's funny you should say that because i i knew that this was mainly a key stage two topic which here in the uk means that's ages seven to eleven but uh, as we were looking at uh, a very much key stage one topic just last week that is the uh, fire of london which in the uk is something that's often looked at with ages five to seven um, it made me realize one use of water that i completely forgot to put into this story which is of course putting out fires yeah. rip drop nor plop ended up in a fire engine which uh, hopefully you can get your young learners to redress at some point let them write their own journey for drip drop or plop but we're probably jumping ahead into english there aren't we i'll stop and let you folks take over with the pshe if if there was any moral in this story what would you what would you say it is i went for the idea of going on a journey and both making new friends and missing the friends that you've got and how mm. that makes you feel. Each of the three water droplets went on a separate journey and at the end they all mess up with each other but throughout the story they kind of thought well where's my fellow companions where have they gone? Mm. So I would use the story to say kind of if you're in a, an infant school we got to the end of key stage one you're going to move on to different schools and mm. it might be that you move on to the same school as the majority of your friends. It might be that you don't. And you can still think about those friends and talk to them. It's a lot easier nowadays than it was back when we were all at school. But yeah, yeah you will make new friends. You can keep the friends that you've got. Hopefully you will meet up with the friends that you've made and keep on going like that. Mm. So sort of staying connected, yes. I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. They went on their own journeys, but they reconnected at the end as well yes and of course they didn't have any zoom technology or, or video <laughs> conferencing technology but they did have cloud technology they so did, they could stay connected <laughs> that way it's a shame they didn't have social media they could have posted where they were and kept up to date with each other yeah yeah <laughs> how about you nicola did you spot any morals in in the story yeah i was very similar to what rob said in terms of it's about life. Life is a journey. I always say this to my students anyway, but life is a journey and it has ups and downs and you never know what's going to hit you next. And it's about resilience and it's about perseverance and, and keeping going through those difficult times and embracing the great times as well. Mm. I think it was a whole holistic thing about life, really, for adults and children, really. Potentially also um, transition, like Rob said, it's a perfect story to share as they're going to a different school or and moving on and how they'll cope with that life change because that's quite a big thing especially over the last few years where you know children haven't spent as much time in a setting and then they're moving on to a new setting and helping them mm. with that transition other things that sort of came up about you know holding people you love tight <laughs> uh -huh. they were really close to you know, each other and then they held on tight and they're still trying to find each other but also letting go as well and knowing that throughout life you'll meet new people in life that will give you new opportunities and new ideas and new learning for yourself so it's about being open to change as well yeah and there's a lot that we can learn from the cyclical nature of well nature really there are so many cycles in nature but 
as you go along those cycles, they are wheels, like the, the wheels of a vehicle that are taking you all sorts of places and helping you learn and explore. So you always come back to where you were before with stories to share and experiences to teach others with. And that can be one of the great lessons to take out of something like the water cycle, I feel. Definitely. I know that with friends that I don't see that often, I can slip straight back into telling a story or remembering something and then it kind of Mm. carries on and goes from there and that links in perfectly to what you were just saying yeah so as well as telling the story are there any activities that you would use to explore these themes further rob do you want to kick us off with uh, your ideas for ages four to seven i would do a lot of kind of pausing the story talking about what's happened i would do a lot of circle time like thinking with a friend ideas about what we've got Believing in a goal is another kind of message that I've got from this story. Believing in the fact that you will achieve whatever your goal is. And their goal was to meet up again. And they they did that. But despite all the setbacks that you go through, whether it's sewers or friendship or being in a concrete mixer, you (laughs) will end up back together. Hmm. As long as you like show the belief and the hard work that will go with it. So a lot of the ideas for this, I thought, would kind of be based around discussion and talking about the story and the messages that we can get from it. Yeah, and you can play with the format of storytelling a little bit if you're doing it that way, can't you? Because each of the drops ends up in a different ocean. But something that we will often do when telling a story is we will leave just a little gap to allow the listeners to to fill in what they think the word is going to be. So I think Drip ends up in the Pacific Ocean to start with. Is that right? Or is it the other way around? Is he the Mm -hmm. Atlantic one? He's in the Atlantic. He's in the Atlantic. There you go. The reader knows the story better than the writer. (laughs) (laughs) And so he will arrive in the Atlantic Ocean and then you tell Drop's journey and you get to Drop's moment where he's falling into an ocean and you just leave a little gap. You say, Drop found himself in which ocean? And then you surprise them all by letting them know it's actually the Pacific Ocean, a different ocean. And to be honest, it doesn't matter which ocean they end up in as long as they are different oceans. So don't feel that you have to remember exactly the ocean that's written in the text. But by doing that, you sort of allow your young listeners to head towards the obvious happy ending that they're probably all hoping for, but leave them hanging with something not so obvious just to eke out the tension a little bit more and that way hopefully when they do all come back together it will feel like an even more satisfying end to the tale yes um i have just checked and it is the pacific ocean for drip oh okay (laughs) so you know the story better than the reader good job (laughs) but yeah what you're saying about missing out the words you could change the story to oh one ends up in the north sea and one ends up in the the bristol channel for example Mm, and then mm. the other drop ends up in the channel but they all meet again yes so based on your location you can adapt the story to suit your needs better 
That's true. That's true. You could even have one of them ending up in a swimming pool until they get the <laughs> the buzz that takes them up into the air. How about the 7 to 11 age range, Nicola? Obviously, the three of them love playing together. You could talk about hobbies and the things that they enjoy, but that's more of a conversation. Mm. There are other things, bigger things that can link to it as well, like school residentials, going away from home, what it's like to be away from their parents and people they know in their familiar routines. Ah. And actually, you could almost read it before a residential to help them to be ready for that experience to help them with that a bit like the transition idea it sort of links really closely yeah. and something I just do a lot generally of my classes is show and tell like what are you doing this weekend you know when they come back from a holiday where have they been like you said they've all come back together so we've been at various places you know around the world often but then they've all come back together so sharing their experiences so knowing mm. it's okay to be away from each other but we'll be back I think um, that was a major thing in the last couple of years at school when we were sort of home learning with COVID you know the fact that we're at home understanding what's going on at home for each other but then we all come back together that celebration of everybody being back again yeah. so I think there's really big themes I guess that's what I'm saying it's not necessarily one activity there's lots of big themes that can link really beautifully to this story yes yeah and I guess at this point I should maybe be share where the inspiration for the story came from well i'll ask first actually do, do you want to know do you think it could be useful interesting definitely mm -hmm. definitely yeah. well back when i was at university i attended a church service where a minister was talking about the journey of life being like a raindrop and you fall out from a cloud which i guess was his sort of metaphor for you falling to earth as a soul. And he said that there's a mountain in the middle of America where if a raindrop falls on one side, it's going to end up in the Pacific. And if it falls on the other side, it's going to end up in the Atlantic. And to cut his sermon short, he was essentially using this as a, a metaphor for the predestination of humankind. So um, from birth, he was basically saying, you are either on the path to heaven or you are on the path to hell. And there's very little that can change that. But if you are on the path of righteousness, you will feel compelled to, I suppose, preach to those who are not on that path. And I have to admit, that didn't sound right to me. And I went up and I, I spoke to the minister afterwards and I shared some of my misgivings. And he agreed to sit down and have a chat with me. He even bought me a, a drink at our local Cafe Nero. And I, I shared with him some of my thoughts on what he'd said. And he nodded very sagely. And uh, he said, okay, well, you've raised some really good points there. Um, and and you've managed to find evidence for all your arguments in the Bible, which you know, which is good going. Um, you're wrong, but I'm not entirely sure why. So if you don't <laughs> mind, I'm just going to go back and uh, uh, and pray about it, and uh, I'll, I'll get in touch with you later. And I got an email from him the following day, essentially accusing me of being a child of Satan and saying that he would like, if I don't mind, to uh, pray for me and um, with the help of his prayer support group at the church. And if I wanted to, um, I, I would be able to go in and have uh, a chat with them to see how they could get me back on the, the straight and narrow. And I didn't have the heart to, to reply to him about just how contradictory his response was <laughs> to his own sermon from the preceding week. Um, but it did lead me to write uh, a poem, essentially uh, following um, two drops going down the different sides of this mountain, realizing, of course, that no matter which ocean they end up in, 
they still end up back in the clouds. And I thought that was so much more uh, a powerful metaphor. And there's sometimes a, a blurring of the lines between um, RE and PSHE or religious education and the personal, social, emotional education. And I know that often, Nicola, you pick up on that. So I wanted to share the, the genesis of the story just in case you had any further thoughts on it. I, I absolutely love the word genesis there as well. It's beautifully linked. Um, <laughs> doing very well today. I totally agree. I'm in line with you. Um, it is incredibly contradictory. Randomly, I write poetry as well. And I wrote a poem once about life being a river, which Mm. I shared during lockdown. It was one thing I shared sort of with my children online or did a video for them. Life is like a river. You know, we're floating down this stream and lots of things are coming in our way, but we're all ending up in the same place. So I think it's a a great analogy for for life. Mm. Yeah, I think your inspiration is right because actually it also leads to open it. People who have a religious idea can also use this in their own way as well, this story, mm. but it's open to everyone's interpretation, whatever religious denomination or non-religious denomination they have. And it actually yes. opens up, there's lots of discussions in school, isn't there, about philosophy for learning, talking to children about life. And actually this opens up a lot of discussions about life and where we come from and where we're going uh, as well. I actually, um, one of the things I wrote down was this links to inspirational people coming in to talk about life. This story kind of links to that, the fact that these people have, well, these drops, sorry, have been on a journey, quite a dramatic journey, far more than most of us in their lives. They've they've been in lots of different places and and unexpected (laughs) places. And actually, there are so many people that now come into school to talk about the things that they've done and the things they've overcome. That Mm. could also be another really good link to this story. Is any of that stuff you would raise with ages four to seven, Rob? Uh, Yeah, I would touch on it. I would definitely make them aware of the fact that your viewpoint may not be the same as everybody else's, but that doesn't mean that it's either right or wrong. Mm. And I would start to think about the journey that you're going on. Obviously, by the time you've hit key stage soon, particularly the end of key stage two, so 11-year-old, you've had more of the school journey than you have as a four-year-old but Mm. yeah i would definitely start to bring in the fact that there are going to be external influences on your life and you've got to make sure you choose the right thing or accept what's happening and then make the best of it oh we've we've ended this episode on quite a serious note really which is (laughs) which is unusual we we need some way of lightening the mood just before we get to the end life's difficult Mm -hmm. but embrace every challenge and every moment because we're all learners and we're all growing in our own way puddles are there to splash in make sure you do yep (laughs) like george and peppa pig (laughs) (laughs) what a great way to end That's sadly all we have time for in this episode, folks. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you're soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favorite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable, and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, Drip, Drop, and Plop will help us teach English. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! And we hope to hear your story soon! soon.